Alright, and we are back for episode two of the Loose Balls podcast. Welcome back, I guess. Uh, gonna try to not drone on quite as long as we did last week. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's not happening again. Yeah, but we enjoyed doing this last week. We're doing it again. Hopefully, you know, start getting a little more comfortable and getting a little, little more of the swing of things as these weeks go on. Oh, but, def- yeah. definitely. So this week, our plan, we're going to recap every game. Try, try and do it quickly as possible. Recap okay, each yeah. game. We'll go through our power rankings from the week. Um, and afterwards, we'll actually get into basketball this time. Talk a bit about... The Lakers NBA championship, the Warriors and the honest situation, which everyone's gonna be looking out for in twenty twenty one. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting to say the least. Yeah, hopefully we actually get to the basketball this time. That'll yeah. be a nice way to start this off. Yeah. Hope we get through this COVID. Uh but I guess uh the best way for me to start this off is in the immortal words of my friend Skip Bayless. How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys oh i just i I, oh just loving to see the cowboys lose i just wanted to throw that out there um yeah we'll probably get to the cowboys in a little bit but i just i really enjoyed watching the cowboys lose i'm not gonna lie and we'll get to my patriots eventually which was it's been a not used to this. Yeah. Not, not used to two-game losing streaks, let alone three-game losing streaks when your team looks like complete yeah. ass. And we'll get to my Panthers a little bit. We currently have the game on, just letting it play, because hopefully they can beat the, the Falcons. Speaking of the Falcons, they did it again. They did it again. Well, we'll t- I guess we'll talk about that, too. Well, but uh, I guess the best way to start the weekly recaps is to start with the Thursday Nighter, mm-hmm. which was the Eagles versus the Giants. Yeah. Which was, uh, I mean, I think Danny Dimes falling is kind of a pretty <laughs> accurate representation of the NFC East this year and the best play of the entire season. I think that's a nice uh, summary of 2020, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I was gaming and I caught him falling out of the corner of my eye and that's the hardest I've laughed watching football in a very long time, probably since like the butt fumble. Oh yeah, that was oh Julio's caught back to back passes already for the, or for the Falcons. Not a good start, hey. No, not a good no. start. But yeah, that was a pretty ugly game. I thought the Eagles definitely deserved to win that game. They're in the red zone, God knows how many times. Yeah. They missed a twenty-eight yard field goal. I think they threw an interception in the end zone. Yeah. They couldn't capitalize, but. The crazy thing is they shouldn't have won that game if Daniel Jones just didn't fall on his ass on that run they wouldn't have won but they they definitely deserve the win i mean the giants i think are slightly better than that one and six record mm-hmm. but i think the eagles are also better than their two four and one record yeah and i think at this point this is the eagles division to lose now that the cowboys look the way that the cowboys do so yeah that game this this sunday night's gonna be a big one more so for the Eagles because yeah. if they win that, then they've got a bit of a gap now in the NFC, and it's theirs to lose at this point, despite yeah. all their in despite all their injuries. Well, the thing is, if they get some of their players back, like oh, geez, Jackson got hurt again. Yeah, I, two I months. Hate, oh, I can't imagine his career is going to last much longer here. But if he can get somebody like Jeffrey back, Ertz healthy, um, 
Yeah. Even I, Miles, I Sanders. Miles Sanders coming back. I mean, Boston Scott played well enough mm-hmm. against the Giants to win, obviously, but they just need to get some players back here, yeah. and then maybe they can actually do something. You know, a home playoff game is a home playoff game if they get there, so yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Take a one-point W, especially in, in the division when you need those mm-hmm. divisional wins, put you in first place, and now you control. I guess you saying you can control your own destiny, even though yeah. it's week seven, yeah. week eight, but now you've got a bit of control in that yeah, shitty for division. Sure. For sure. And... With that shitty Thursday night game out of the way, <laughs> let's go to two five and O teams, the Steelers and the Titans, where the Steelers came on top, yeah, twenty seven to twenty four, but wasn't without a little drama at the yeah. end. Uh, Steven Gokowski, hmm. uh, quite the miss there. That was uh, that's tough, you know. I I still think the Steelers are the better team, but I do think if Guskowski hit that field goal, that. <laughs> That uh, I think the Titans would have won that in overtime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Steelers dominated in that first half. Like they were, it was twenty, it was like twenty four seven, twenty seven seven at halftime, something like that. Yeah. Juju Smith Schuster. When I talked about him last week, I'm like, where is he? Oh, showed up. Found him. There he is. Claypool. Claypool had one, uh, one reception for negative negative two, two yards in that game. So he kind of disappeared, but then Juju showed up, and that's just how the Pittsburgh Steelers are. They have so many receivers, it's hard to cover all of them at once, you know? Well, my question for where is their offense? Their offense looked really good except for the second half because Big Ben decided to make a couple yeah. stupid, really stupid throws. But I think uh, I think his face at the end of that game summed it up pretty well, though. So mm-hmm. That was... <laughs> like, they're, a win's a win. They deserve to win that yeah. game. They did a good job containing Harry for the most part but or Henry excuse me for the most part but yeah wins a win and now they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL and yeah, yeah. so they got that going for them and they're going into a huge matchup this upcoming week against the yeah, Ravens another one two straight big games for this team mm-hmm. now I think we should get to the team we're watching right now the Atlanta Falcons and yeah uh, I uh I don't understand how they keep doing this. They they genuinely feel cursed at this point. For Todd Gurley to run that ball and at the last second realize that if he runs it in, they have a chance, and if he falls, they win, and he falls on the goal line, and they call it a touchdown. I, I just, I've never seen anything like that. And the thing is... It was like something I'm watching in a video game, and then for yeah. Stafford to drive down the field and throw that rocket to Hawkinson in the end zone, I mm-hmm. I just... I, I can't believe it. Like, I hate the Falcons, and I love seeing them lose, but it's just... it's I I can't believe I'm seeing that over and over again like that. Yeah, and the funny thing is, Gurley, a couple times two years ago, he went down. Instead of going for the touchdown at the end of the game, he went down and got his teams the win instead of getting that extra fantasy pad pad the stat mm-hmm. touchdown so for him to have for it happen to him this time where he doesn't fall down he falls down the end zone that was i felt really bad for Gurley because he's a very smart player very intelligent but well he you see he realizes and he tries to stop but his momentum carries him just over the yeah, goal line but, and it just felt like oh they're gonna lose now like there's no and they did <laughs> but give credit to stafford he made three unreal plays on that last mm-hmm. drive two to Galladay especially that 
second last play, threw it down the from I think yeah. it was midfield, got it to the five or something like that, and then and then stepped up in the pocket, threw that sidearm dart to Hawkinson for the touchdown. Yeah, and then with no time left on the clock, it's yeah. just and then Prater oh. caps it off with the PAT yeah. and gets the PATW. So the Lions go to three and three. Good and, for them to be yeah. three and three, but. I still don't believe in the Lions, but they're three and three. Three threes, three and three, so mm-hmm. and they just made a trade, I think, for uh Everson Griffin from they did. the Cowboys. They did. So trying to add some a add bit some of pass depth. rushing, I guess. Yeah. They they think they could make a push. Like uh, I don't I'm not really a big believer still in uh Matty P, Matt Patricia, yeah, but I'm not either. I mean Five hundred. They're at five hundred. They could be easily four and two right now if they didn't blow that game against the the Bears. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good for them for in the win. But Falcons fans, I apologize. That's three really bad losses this year, and don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that was tough. And with that out of the way, let's go to another very closely contested game: the Browns and the Bengals, or the Browns came out, or yeah, the Browns came out on top, thirty-seven to thirty-four. What was an absolute shootout between Mayfield and Gerald yeah. Burrow, especially in that fourth quarter. That was that was really cool to see because those are two young quarterbacks. Those are the futures of the AFC North along with Lamar Jackson, and mm-hmm. that was that was a really good game. I uh, the one thing I especially took from this game is despite that Bengals loss, I think Joe Burrow is a step ahead of Baker Mayfield already, and. I mean, to do that with what he has versus what Baker has, this game, looking at talent top to bottom, should never be close. If you're looking at two teams and their talent levels, it really shouldn't be close. And Burrow threw, what, 400 yards or something? Yeah. Something stupid like that. 406 yards, three touchdowns. And, you know, Baker looked horrible in the first half. Kudos to him to come all the way back. It was just... I don't know, to see the Browns beat the Bengals again, it doesn't impress me. They won by three against a horrible team. I still, despite the Browns 5-2 and two record, don't believe in them at all. Um, but I, I see where the Bengals are going. I see that they have a quarterback and they have potential. It's just whether or not they build around them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that was a tough loss for OBJ. He's out for the year with a mm-hmm. torn ACL, hurt it on that play trying to make a tackle after the Mayfield interception yeah that was that was that was tough because just his presence alone out there even if he's not putting up numbers it's Odell Beckham Jr. you got to respect him and now players like Landry and Higgins got to start stepping up for the Browns and hopefully Chubb's going to be back pretty quick I hear and that's going to be a big boost because I think they're going to run the ball a ton when he gets back but once that I find absolutely crazy from this game Baker Mayfield in the first quarter was 0 for 5 with one interception, zero yards. Then to end the game, he went 22 for 23 passing mm-hmm. with five passing touchdowns. No, that's a, that's kind of been his MO, I feel like, is he has these bursts where he just looks like one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen. And then he has these other games where he just... It's like, what is he doing out there? He looks mm-hmm. lost. So for sure, it's it's interesting. I hope that he can figure it out. I do like Baker. I just right now I look at that division. He's the fourth best quarterback in his division. Like it's just, it then that's tough because he's got so much talent around him. There's so much 
I still think this team could easily be in the playoffs this year, but they should be in the playoffs. They're five and two. They're yeah. in a wild card spot. They should they should be okay. Yeah, especially with the uh, bottom of the AFC and how they look. It's mm-hmm. they should be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I agree. And now we'll go another close game this week. Another three point game where mm-hmm. the Saints came on top against Peyton's Panthers twenty seven yes. to twenty four. And what I took from this game is even without Michael Thomas, Drew Brees still Drew Brees looked pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's the Panthers defense and they make every quarterback look like uh MVP candidate, yeah. but Breeze, 287 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara had 148 total yards rushing and receiving. And they're missing also Emmanuel Sanders, who had COVID. So they're mm-hmm. missing their top two receivers, and Breeze is still finding ways to get everyone involved, and their offense looked, their offense looked good. I, I had a bit of a different outlook on this game. I guess as a Panthers fan, I I know that this Panthers team defensively were not great outside of Shaq Thompson, who's been a great linebacker for years. Derek Brown has been good as a rookie, and Jeremy Chin has been great as a rookie. He just won NFC offensive or defensive rookie of the month, and he's but that's a rookie. He's our best secondary player. Shaq Thompson's one linebacker. You can't really do much with one good linebacker and a defensive tackle as good as Derek Brown is for a rookie. Defensive tackles don't make too much of a difference in the NFL unless you're Aaron Donald. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't see Drew Brees lighting up our defense as anything too special. The fact that he did it without his top receivers is good, but I, I just, I still just don't believe in the Saints. I think that, you know, they played that well, and they still beat this team by three points. And as much as I love the Panthers, we're really not that good of a team. So I just, I think that. Especially looking at that division and looking at the NFC, like the Saints are not one of the top teams to me. Whether they make a playoff spot or not, I think that it's either they don't make it or they're a first round out. That's just how I see right now. It could change in the future, but mm-hmm. that's just what this game showed me mm-hmm. from watching it front to back and being sad that my team lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Saints go to 4-2. and two. It's a big win, especially mm-hmm. in that division. Just trying to keep pace, pace. with Tampa Bay. Yeah, with MVP Brady potentially, yeah. he's looking he's looking pretty good. Yeah, he is. <laughs> we'll get to him a little later yeah. on. But meanwhile, let's go to another kind of close game, which shouldn't have been close. No, shouldn't have been close. The Bills grind out an eighteen to ten victory yeah. over the New York Jets. Uh, that was hard I didn't, to watch. I didn't watch that game to be honest. I saw some highlights. I saw the stat line. I saw. A crazy stat that the Bills are like the first team to win in 79 years without getting a touchdown mm-hmm. and without punting. Like they had six field goals, they moving the ball so well. They get yeah. into like the 30 or the 20, and then their def- their offense would just stall. I don't know if that's kudos to the Jets' defense or if the Bills' offense just well, that's like down. that's where you make your money, right? Is down in the red zone. Like mm-hmm. it gets that's where it gets hard to score. The field shortens. You don't have as much room to work and. Mm-hmm. They just they are getting field goals. I mean, field goals are field goals. It's still points, but when you're playing the Jets, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like I have nothing to say about the Jets in this game. I just have to say that this scares me about the prospect of the Bills actually being a good team at this point because the Jets. I know it's a division game, but it's still it's the Jets. I don't think they're going to win a game this year, and this was a little too close for comfort. 
Do you think the Bills were looking ahead a little bit to their next opponent? I think they could have been, but I also just am not sure what to make of this team. It seems like they're getting worse by the week. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely progressively gone a little worse because they played the Chiefs and then, or they played the Titans. They got blown out. They played yeah. the Chiefs. They didn't look. Their offense didn't look great, and their offense doesn't look good again. Even though Allen put up 300 yards passing, he was leading rusher with 61 yards. Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing, but yeah, like they need to score in the red zone, especially yeah. against those bad teams. And then at whenever the whenever the playing those big games, especially in the playoffs, you need to convert on those red zone mm-hmm. chances and that's going to be a big thing for them especially next week against the New England defense who although they don't look good at all right now they're they've got a they've always been notoriously good in the red zone yeah that is true and even on a side note here Darnold came back they were up 10 nothing, and yeah. then six sacks later in a interception or two later yeah. he looked I don't even know. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> like his value is going so far down. Like yeah. They, they have nothing around him, and they need to figure something out with this team. Like, I think they've just conceded this season, and I think they're just going to take that first pick, get Trevor Lawrence, try to move Darnold for a first-round pick, hopefully, and like go from there. I think that they've just chalked this season and given up, which, fair enough. You're not making the playoffs at 0-7. You might as well just go 0-16 and, and get the potentially the best prospect they've mm-hmm. ever seen in the NFL. So Well, it's not going to get any easier because they're playing uh, Le'Veon Bell and the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs next. And I saw the line the other day. I guess it was 20 points. It was 19.5 yeah. points. Yeah, doesn't shock me. Doesn't shock me at all. Like the, Who knows? Jets could cover, but... <laughs> but they're not winning. They're not winning. Not, not even close. But next up, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Oh, like, I feel bad. feel bad for Cowboys fans, but at the same time, I don't. I don't feel bad for Cowboys fans in the slightest, and I don't feel bad for Jerry Jones. He's the one who hired Mike McCarthy. The only person on this team that I feel bad for at this point is still just Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the rest of the team, like, it's so funny watching the Cowboys lose. It's so entertaining. And when they lose to a terrible team like Washington, who, give credit to Washington, you if you watch that game, you can see how scrappy they are. Mm-hmm. And they play hard. They play hard for their coach. They really seem to like Juan in the locker room. They're just not a very good team right now. They have a few pieces. But they're scrappy, and they play hard, and they made the Cowboys look bad, and the Cowboys are bad. Right. So Yeah, I think Rivera's starting to get that system going mm-hmm. and starting to build that culture in Washington, which we said that was his ultimate goal, start building a hardworking culture and a positive culture and yeah it's they looked good especially uh what's his name gibson 128 yards it's a career high for rushing a yeah touchdown kyle allen had two passing touchdowns like that was a good that was a good game for them they had six yeah. sacks on dallas qbs like but it's uh it's pretty crazy that being a panthers fan and watching kyle allen all of last year i know he's not very good <laughs> and the cowboys made him look good yeah. And that is just saying something. Oh, and speaking of good, the Falcons just made uh, Curtis Samuel look good. Gave up a nice touchdown. I, I, think, it a, I think it was a rushing touchdown. Yeah, Curtis Samuel's kind of a gadget running back sometimes. He's a great player. Ohio State, though. Well. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about them Cowboys right now. Oh, losing, uh, losing Andy Dalton. That was a terrible hit. That was yeah. I'm not sure how that was not 
warranted a suspension of at least two games or so. But I mean, that's Roger Goodell, player safety, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, thing. they're done. It's just that simple. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't win a game for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're terrible. They really are. Like when you look at this team, top to bottom, like Zeke isn't what he used to be. They paid Jalen Smith all this money. He has been invisible on defense. Like he's nowhere to be found. Yeah. They just they put their money in the wrong players, and now it's coming to bite them. And you know, caps going down, not up. That's gonna make it even harder to get out of these contracts. Like they they're a mess. They're a mess, and uh, and I love it. I love seeing the Cowboys lose. I love seeing them in turmoil. Hearing Jerry in that interview he did the other day where he was just so angry, mm-hmm. yelling at the reporter about how he doesn't see a lack of leadership from Mike McCarthy, and oh, it's just so funny. There's nothing more satisfying than the Cowboys' pain. Well, now you get to start, I think it was a seventh-round pick against the Eagles now. Mm-hmm. I think he, I don't remember his name. I think his first name's Ben or something. I have no clue. I don't know who he is. Good luck, Dallas. <laughs> good luck. Good luck Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. And the bright lights. Good luck. Yeah, that game, they should not let that be the Sunday nighter, but it is what it is, I it guess. It is what it is. So let's get off that topic, and mm-hmm. now let's go to the Green Bay Packers. A very convincing win over the Houston Texans, 35-20, to and... Like I, like we said last week, that game, that game for uh, Green Bay against the Bucks, that was just a write off. That was a small blip, nothing to worry about. And Rodgers came out and yeah. threw four touchdowns. Yeah, not a big deal. Honestly, I don't have, uh, I don't really have much to say about this game. It was what I expected. It was the better team won and they won easily and. The only thing I really need to say, I think, is that I think Devontae Adams might be the best receiver in football right now. He, shout out to him. He gave me a nice little 45 points in fantasy yeah. this week. That He's, was... uh, and now I'm he- I've been hearing rumors, at least, that the Packers are trying to go out and maybe get Amari Cooper from the Cowboys to compliment Devontae Adams. So, you know, the, the Packers are going all in, and they have that number one receiver. So mm-hmm. they clearly think they can win this year, and they're going to double down on what they do well, which is throw the ball if they're going for a receiver. So, mm-hmm. In my opinion, they're the favorites in the NFC right now, even over Tampa Bay and Seattle. I don't know. I saw that movie. Tampa Bay beat them pretty bad. <laughs> I, that's a blip. I think if they play in a best of five, mm-hmm. I think. I think that's Green the Bay. thing, right, is whether you think that game was a blip for the Packers or whether you think that's indicative of, like, who they are. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see going in the future. I mean, last year they got stomped by the Niners. They got stomped by the Niners again in the playoffs. See if it's going to be more of the same this year. Mm-hmm. But well, that's that, all I really have to say about that yeah, game. Yeah, not much to say. Well, let's move on to the team that the only team that beat the Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A yeah. very easy win against the Vegas Raiders, forty-five to twenty. Yeah, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC, the Buccaneers. I mean, they're improving. Tom Brady is doing what he always does, but he finally has weapons, and mm-hmm. they're all playing well. And it's not even the guys that. You, like some of it's the guys you're expecting, but then you see a guy like Scotty Miller, who's become his new Edelman, basically, mm-hmm. where he's just his safety blanket. Mm-hmm. He's got all these running backs. I mean, it's it's just and their defense is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Especially because that. this this Raiders 
offense is no joke. They're explosive. They have a lot of good players, and the Bucks shut them down. They mm-hmm. only scored 20 points, which for the Raiders, that's not that much. No. It was uh, it was it was one sided. It wasn't close. No, it wasn't close at all. Brady, three hundred sixty nine yards, four touchdowns, a rushing touchdown on the season. He's got eighteen touchdowns and four interceptions. NFC I, Player of the Month. I think First he, Bucks player to ever win NFC Offensive Player of the Month. I think in his last four or five games, he has like fifteen touchdowns, one interception, mm-hmm. and that one interception was a pick six. Yeah, like he's looking very very good. I don't know how he does it. Tom versus time, father Tom time. Versus time. Father time is still a ways away. It looks like, but yeah, but now they now they have Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. I guess we got to talk about the fact they have Antonio Brown now. That's just another weapon. That's four receivers now that Brady has to go along with three tight ends, three running backs, a yeah. solid O line, and one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football. Like, this team is set up to win right now, and they were going all in. They were building this team for one to two years of Brady. Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and Godwin's out now because he broke his finger on that his touchdown pass. But now you bring Antonio Brown in. I mean, yeah. Brady clearly liked Antonio Brown in New England. He was inviting him to stay at his house. He was trying to get him, you know, into the system, and it just didn't work. But now he's got him in a different location, where somewhere where... Clearly, they're listening to Brady. I guarantee Brady was the one who said, go get Antonio. And they went, all right, Tom, whatever you say, we love you. Please don't leave. <laughs> yeah, that they look good. They're definitely my second favorite in the NFC right mm-hmm. now after last week. They look impressive. And now they get to play the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. So, that who knows? Be, that's Brady's kryptonite. That's another game. That should be a 20-point spread, too. Like, I mean, that's it Brady. is Brady's kryptonite, but I don't know. He's playing his Eli Manning's doppelganger. <laughs> he is. Danny Dimes. Well, let's go to Tom Brady's old team and my favorite team as they they did not show up at all in the Niners. They with got walked on. Niners with literally no offense, no, I think it was like their third string or fourth string running back. They mm-hmm. blow out New England 33-6. to And where do, where do I start? Four combined interceptions from New England quarterbacks. Cam looked horrible mm-hmm. he just couldn't hit any any throw to save his life stidham came in did nothing like wilson jr ran for whatever like 120 yards two touchdowns something like that elman's now out for a ma- majority of the season he had knee surgery today he's he had one good game this year and he was the rest of the, other than that he was he was brutal but I think yeah. this is going to be a busy couple weeks for New England. They're, I think they're going to start looking at maybe loading, unloading some contracts. Yeah, dealing some picks. I've heard Gilmore. I've heard Gilmore's name recently, potentially to a contender. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there would be many teams that would say no to a Stephon Gilmore. So I think one team in the NFC that could use a Stephon Gilmore, maybe the New Orleans Saints or Green yep. Bay Packers. Potentially for that, for the NFC divisional NFC championship meeting, yeah, like he'd be he'd be good fit. Yeah, the Packers is interesting just because they they really they're a good team, but they're very finesse. They don't have a lot of toughness, and I think a guy like Stephon Gilmore could maybe bring that toughness and that grittiness to the defense mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily have right now. Yeah, and but back- I mean, I can I can see every team in the NFL needing a guy like Stephon Gilmore. I mean, yeah. he's defensive player of the year just this past season I think he's uh even if he's 
you know, his one knock is he gets has a tendency to get beat a little on the deep ball. But other than that, he's he's one of the best corners in the league. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just I don't see why they wouldn't move him and get picks at this point. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna be a busy couple of weeks for sure, and it's gonna be a tough game against the Bills this week with not really any receivers and their defenses what it is at this point but mm-hmm. I I saw this coming from even last year I think everyone saw this coming that it was inevitable that the Patriots would be in the situation they're in it's very strange to say they've lost three straight games it's very strange to say that they're below 500 in October mm-hmm. but almost the end of October now it is what it is at this point yeah can't change it nope Meanwhile, let's go to one of the few blowouts this week, or another blowout, I guess, one of the few mm-hmm. blowouts. It was the Chiefs going into Denver, not an issue at all, 43-16, to 16, and what I took from this was, even though the offense didn't really do much for the Chiefs, it was they had complimentary football. They had a pick six, kickoff return for touchdown, they forced a lot of turnovers, and Offense took a while for them to get going, but when they did, they do their thing. But all around this, like we even mentioned last week, we thought this is the best all-around football team, and this week they showed it. They did all. Their offense was their week was the worst thing this weekend. That's that's saying something because their offense is incredible, and they're just proving that they can do it in many different ways. Yeah, I really don't have anything to say about this. It was. This is the best team in football beating up on a terrible team in their division. Mm-hmm. It's what they should have done. They really didn't feel like they played a football game and they won by 27. Yeah. It was it was a walk in the park. Yeah, they didn't play up their potential, obviously, on offense, and they still won by 20-plus. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's go to the Chargers finally getting a victory over yeah. the Jaguars in 39-29. Yeah. And I think for both of us... I think Herbert's the story. Ed. He yeah. looks, he's he's the real deal right now. I mean, I, I this was a 10-point game. It really felt like it was a wider gap. I mm-hmm. mean, the Jags got a lead. I think it was in the third quarter off of that blocked punt, but really yeah. other than that, they weren't really too much in this game. The uh the things I took are yeah, Justin Herbert is for real. He can he's, throw uh, he can throw a deep ball just with the most yeah. ease. Like, that is incredible. He's, uh, at this point, he's probably my pick for O-Rookie of the Year. Um, if it's not him, it's the guy on the other side of the ball from him, uh, Robinson there. He had a good he, game. Uh, he had another huge game. He's very good. He's, like, the one bright spot for the for the Jaguars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if they if they go out in the draft this year and get themselves a quarterback, they, they got a running back and they got decent receivers. But yep. they're not very good right now. The Chargers are 2-4, and four, but they really shouldn't be. And I, I just, every week Herbert seems to show that he's just, he, he's shutting up everybody that said he shouldn't even be a top 10 pick, and yeah. he shouldn't, you know, he's not good enough to play in the NFL, and all these people that said this, and it just, it made no sense to me then, it makes no sense to me now, and he's he's the real deal. Yeah. I think he'll be around for a very long time. Yeah, he's, he's improving every week, that's the most important thing. As long as your team, and he's improving every week, then your future is very bright. Even if this year's a write-off, yeah, sure. And now this that Sunday nighter, 
between the Seahawks and Cardinals. That was what a, a game. That was a that was my favorite game of the week by far. It was crazy. Cardinals did not lead at all in that game until, until they won on the kick. Yep, yeah, thirty-seven yeah. to thirty-four in OT, and oh, I feel for my dad because every single game it's Seahawks are in tight ones. They are gonna give their they're gonna put fans in the hospital yeah. with heart conditions the way <laughs> they play these tight games. I don't think my dad's gonna let, make it to sixty the yeah. way they play at this point. Oh, like. The one thing I took from uh, from this is, well, I guess I took more than one, but the one thing I took on the Seahawks side is, like, Wilson carried this team through this entire game, and then he makes one bad play, and it costs them. It looked like a miscommunication between him and Lockett. Lockett cut in, and he threw the ball out towards the sideline and got picked off by Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, Lockett wasn't even looking at it. Yeah, and, uh, and that was it, you know? Yeah. But... Wilson still just carried this team all the way to the end of this game and kept them in the lead, and it just didn't work out. But I got to give credit where credit's due. The Cardinals are a really good football team. Yeah, they're, Their defense they're is solid. Their offense is solid. Kyler Murray seems to be getting better and better every game. And, you know, he's a little mini Russell Wilson. He's not as good as Russell, but he, he's in that same mold, and he's so fast. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, He's they're real. They're real. I really think that they could win this division this year, given the given the opportunity. They yeah. could go and take this division. Yeah. Well, they've got technically the tiebreaker on Seattle, and they've got a. I think they play the the Rams coming up pretty quick. I mm-hmm. think this upcoming week they play the Rams, so that'll be a good divisional matchup because the Rams are will get to them pretty quick here. But yeah, they're coming off an impressive win as well. And what I took away from this game was Wilson did have a f- three interceptions, but. One of the plays by Budabeck was incredible. Mm-hmm. The other one was the other two were just you don't see Wilson make mistakes like that. But even when he's making mistakes, he's yeah. making up for them with incredible plays that other players can't make. That is one thing I need to say to Jesus Christ. DK Metcalf isn't human. Like, how did he chase down Buda Baker on that play? I've never he, seen anything like no, that. He's this is no small. He's a machine. Is, you know, he's no small dude running running that fast. Like he's. He's running, he was like Tyree kill speed on that, that chase was, down tackle. That was incredible. To see a guy that big run that fast, like it, him and Derrick Henry are just, as in terms of specimens of human beings, I, they're two people I've never seen anything like them before. Yeah, that, that was, that was a very good game. And I hope, I know they play each other one more time. I wouldn't mind seeing them playing again in the playoffs. That yeah. would be a good, good matchup. I guess we move on to the last game of the the week here the rams and the bears and uh i'll be honest remember i said last week i maybe might watch this i fell asleep till halftime <laughs> yeah i fell asleep woke up in the third quarter and i saw the rams were up i think it was like 10-3 or something yeah. like that this I, was a uh, quite a grinded out game but first of all johnny hecker is the goat he pinned them inside the five like three times like four, four times? times five times something like that yeah he was it's hard to do anything on offense when you get pinned that far back every time but I mean, I think the Rams just showed like that they're here to play. They want to. They won, went to a Super Bowl just two years ago. Yeah, like they, they still have a very similar team to what they had then, and they came out and they beat the Bears pretty bad here. Yeah, their offense, just yeah, not their offensive. Their defense was what I took away from it. They do what they do on offense. They run the ball and then they complement it with play action. If mm-hmm. they run the ball. Opens up their play action. They can take shots down the field. If it's not there, Goff knows mm-hmm. what to do. Just dump it down to an open receiver. Yeah. Take those five, six yards, and then 
give yourself a manageable second, third down situation. But yeah, like the, that defense looked really good. I don't have anything to say about the Bears because the Bears are who we know. Who we know that they are. The Bears who we thought they were. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. But yeah, like that division is really good, man. They're all over five hundred. Like it's not going to be decided till week seventeen or week no, eighteen. No, it's crazy how that's. This is maybe the best division I've ever seen mm-hmm. in football. For sure, like that is as competitive as you'll ever yeah, see. Yeah, it's crazy. And now you've got all these divisional matchups next week in this division. Like those are going to be very good matchups. Very, very good matchups. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that recaps week seven of the NFL season, and that was it's good season. Very, very good, good week. Good week. Very good week. But now we're gonna get into our power into our power rankings, and I guess quickly run down power rankings. Yeah, I guess I'll lead off my power rankings. There's been a few changes at the top at the top a bit, but for the most part, it's same teams, just a little shuffling. Mm-hmm. So at number ten, I still have the I still have the Saints in the top ten, even though you can even you can throw them out, but mm-hmm. it's the Saints. It's I still believe Drew Brees can get it going once he gets his big targets back so yeah. i had them at 10 number nine new team the cardinals you beat what well, i had the number two with the seahawks last week or yeah number two you served get to the top 10 even you trailed the entire game you're down 10 with like six minutes left you came back and won it even though seattle kind of gifted that game to them but yeah they're number nine and number eight the rams good win on, on monday night they did what they had to do they're i love stats I love the numbers. They're thirty and no under Sean McVay when they have a lead at halftime at home, mm-hmm. and that's that's a compliment to a very good football team that knows what they have to do in the second half to get a victory. That's that's a hundred percent coaching. Yeah, that's all Sean McVay. You don't McVay. you don't get leads and hold leads like that if you're not well coached and well disciplined. Yeah, that's compliment to them. And number seven, I have them dropping quite a bit. The Tennessee Titans. That first half, they did not look good. It took them a while to make those adjustments. When they did, they looked better, but they dropped a lot because they, they took a bit of a step back this week with that game against the Steelers. Number six, another team dropping, the Seahawks. That defense needs Jamal Adams back. They traded for Carlos Dunlap today on the D-line to get some pressure because that's one thing they cannot do is get pressure. They need to make quarterbacks feel uncomfortable or they're just their secondary is going to get lit up time mm-hmm. and time again. Number five, the Ravens, they're on a bye week. Not much to say about them. Number four, Tampa Bay, they're moving up for me. Incredible, incredible performance against the Raiders. They're getting better every single week, which is what good teams do. Mm-hmm. They they peak at the right time, and this is what the Bucks are, Bucks are doing. They're only going to get better with Brown in the mix. Number three, making a big leap is the Steelers. They proved me wrong big time. That offense looked good, complimenting with Connor, Juju, Deontay, Johnson, James Washington. That's a good team, and we don't even talk about their defense and how damn good they are. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. I think they're the best team in the NFC, top to bottom. They were without Aaron Jones this week. They probably won't be with him without him this week, but that's as long as Rodgers stays healthy and Adams is healthy, that's going to be... My favorite in the NFC. And then number one still is the Chiefs. Didn't have a great week offensively, but they do it they did it in all in defense and offense in defense and special teams. So that's still my number one team in the NFL right now. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I guess I'll do mine then. Um, I guess I have like a little bubble of teams that I think are just on the outside. Uh, the Bears after losing this week. The uh, the Bills didn't impress me. I took them out. And uh, and the Colts who were off a bye, but hard to just keep them in there. Oh, I got some breaking news here. Just picked up my yeah, phone. Yeah, go for it. Trevor Lawrence has tested positive for coronavirus and will miss Saturday's game against Boston College. Ah, uh, that's tough. Oh, that's... Oh, that's shocking. That's... They'll still walk all over Boston hopefully. College, but hopefully he gets healthy yeah. soon. Like Prayers out to yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Anyways, continue on. My apologies. Oh, no, it's all good. At, uh, so, my first four here in this... <laughs> in my top 10, are all in the same division. Um, at 10, I have 49ers. Uh, I know that they beat the Rams, but I still just see the Rams as a slightly better team. Right now, if I put them up against each other come playoff time, I trust Goff a little more than I trust Garoppolo, I think, and that's kind of what sets it off. Uh, at 9, I do have the Rams. I think that they're a, a great... Not a great team. They're a good team that has a great coach who keeps them in line and they just they continue to win games and they win fairly easily against a good Bears team this week. So uh, eight, I have the Seahawks, put them a little lower. They, uh, they're they still just, they're, they seem like a one-player team. Picking up Carlos Dunlap is big. I think he could help rushing off the edge, but I don't know how much that'll change the entire landscape of the team. Uh, at seven, I have the Cardinals. Pretty high, I'd say, but, you know, shout out to the Cardinals. They look really good right now, and if I had to pick a winner for that division right now, I'd say the Cardinals are going to do it, but they'll have to keep proving it. They're still a young team. Mm-hmm. Uh, at six, I have the Ravens. I think that, you know, they're coming off a bye. That's just not a whole lot to say. They're still a great team. Um, at five, I actually put the Titans up from last week where I had them, despite the loss. Kind of on the other end of the spectrum, where, yeah, they looked bad in the first half. But they came on that second half, and they looked great. And I think that's on Mike Vrabel. He's so he's so rah-rah and motivational. He probably went in there in halftime and probably tore a strip off of him and said, you can go out and still win this game. And they came out and they looked great. Mm-hmm. And if Goskowski made that kick, I think they would have beat the Steelers. They had momentum. Even if the Steelers are the better team, I think they win that game. They had momentum, that's for sure. Um, my top four is exactly the same as it was last week. At four, I had the Packers. I think that they're still right there. They did what they were supposed to do this week. Uh, at three, I have the Bucks. They're the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. And they dominated the Raiders. At two, I have the undefeated Steelers. Can't really move them anywhere. They're still undefeated. They're still looking good. And at one, the Chiefs are just, they're the best team in football. They had one blip, but every team has a blip at some point in the season. Nobody's ever been perfect, you know? So. And their blip's a 27-point win. Yeah. That's saying something. The only way they're going to lose is if they beat themselves or if a team comes in with yeah. a perfect game plan, force, forces however many turnovers against Mahomes in that offense like that's mm-hmm. so tough to beat them so hard well yeah do we want to preview maybe a game or two for next week it's a lot of divisional games so it's going to be a very yeah I think just kind of run down maybe the more important ones like it's Panthers Falcons game I wouldn't say it's too important really as much as I'd love to talk about the Panthers it's 
it, it is what it is. Neither of these teams are doing anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, a, there's I think the Steelers teams. and the Ravens is one we should probably hit on here. For sure. Um, this is another chance. Like, the Steelers are coming off a crazy game. The Ravens are coming off a bye. And I think for that reason, I give the Ravens an edge. You know, they have a, this extra week to rest, get ready. Steelers came out of a crazy game where they had to fight to the end. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Ravens win. Even if the Ravens do win, I think I'd still take the Steelers at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. I, I think this could be a great game, and I'm really excited to watch it. Well, it's a old-fashioned rivalry. It never changes, mm-hmm. no matter who's on the team. I'd think the opposite, though. I think the Steelers are going to come out firing. I think the Ravens coming off a bye. Even though it's a divisional game, I think they fall behind maybe a little early, whether it's like a touchdown mm-hmm. or down like six nothing or whatever it is but i could see that easily happening yeah. but the ravens they need to stay close or be ahead in this game because if they fall behind like the titans did against the steelers especially with how that offense runs they're not you're not gonna beat the steelers so yeah. that's gonna be i think the most important thing is whoever comes off to a better start because mm-hmm. if ravens get ahead it's hard to come back on them if the steelers get ahead it's tough for the ravens to come back yeah so that's what i think i don't I have no clue who wins this game. Ravens are actually four-point favorites, which is just surprising. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big spread. But if I had to choose a team, I'd say the Steelers because I think they're coming off a lot of momentum even if the Ravens are on a bye week. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. And I'm trying to look at the games here. I don't really see any Yeah, other... Colts-Lions, I think. A lot of people seem to be pretty high on the Lions all of a sudden. Um, I I don't have too much to say about the game, though. I think the Colts are the better team. Mm-hmm. I guess that could be an interesting game, but I don't see too much of a need to talk about it. Yeah. Packers, Vikings, I don't know. Niner, Packers should win that easy. Yeah. Niners, Seahawks will be interesting, even with all the injuries. No Debo Samuel now, no Wilson. That'll be a really interesting game, I think. I. <sighs> if Seattle's defense can just show up for one game, then... Yeah. They should win, even though the Niners' defense looked good against... Uh, I think that one could really go either way. I don't... Oh, and Matt Ryan throws an interception. That's tough. Hey, Dante. Tough look. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think that... it's. I think it's a huge game for both teams. On but, doubt. Um, On doubt. I think, and I think that Seahawks fans are going to be... In another cardio session for an entire game. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... <laughs> Shout out Pops. Shout yeah. out to Pops. Oh. Uh, one thing I want to highlight, too, the, with the Pats and the Bills, that's uh, an interesting game because it's either the Pats try to come back and beat this team or they roll over and die, I think, at this point. Well, I think... I was thinking to myself this week, this game is going to either be the Patriots save their season and maybe keep trying to fight for that seventh playoff spot mm-hmm. or if they lose this game then it's over it's done Even i think that's the thing yeah. is this game is going to be very indicative of what the pats do come this trade deadline on tuesday uh, you know you know the bills are going to come off firing because they want to beat this team they lost to them last year week 16 when mm-hmm. the game they were up 10 points in the fourth quarter they should have won that game yeah like it's gonna be i don't know really uh like, New England's probably going to be missing Harry. He's in concussion protocol. Edelman's out already. Their only healthy receivers are Bird, Jacoby Myers, and Gunnar Oshevsky. So, <laughs> there you are, Cam. There are all your weapons of mass destruction. 
Uh, what else we got here? Titans, Bengals. Titans should win that easily. Yeah. Like... Uh, Jets, Chiefs. That nothing to talk about. That's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Um, Raiders, Browns. I actually just want to say, not a whole lot to say about the game, but I'm calling now that the Raiders are going to win this game. I would be shocked. Browns I... are Browns are two and a half point favorites. Yeah. I think the Raiders are a better team. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think that Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I feel like I can slander Baker Mayfield a lot on this. <laughs> but I don't I don't mean to. I just... You listen to too much Colin. Apparently Coward. I do. That's, uh, that's, Colin's that's in my head. Problem. That's your problem. You gotta <laughs> go You gotta go to, like, Falk. You gotta watch Skip a little more and get his I, Baker I Mayfield it. praise. I, yeah. Skip also had a lot of Johnny Manziel and Josh Freeman praise. <laughs> the only other game I really notice is the Saints and Bears. Like, that's too teams that they're they're both four two four mm-hmm. two five and two both one come off a win one come off a loss but it's in chicago and breeze historically is not good in outdoors but yeah that'll be an interesting game because i think michael thomas is supposed to be back to this week i'm not sure about sanders but and that's, i heard well i mean that's breeze's safety blanket and right i heard Ro- heard alan robinson concussion protocol so if yeah. he's not able to go then that's a and that's going to be a lot more difficult for that offense who yeah. struggles to put up points already as it is. I think another one to watch, just be based off of one player alone, is Dolphins and the Rams. Uh, Tua. Getting to see Tua's first start. Mm-hmm. That could be really exciting just to see where he's at. Especially, you know, he's not coming in against a bad team. He's coming in against the Rams, mm-hmm. you know. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see where he's at. Um, oh, what a play. Curtis Samuel, a little flea flicker, touchdown. flea flicker touchdown to Curtis Samuel. That was an incredible throw by Bridgewater. 13, Bridgewater's been great this yeah. year. 13-6 for the Panthers right now. And Falcons off defense right on cue, doing mm. Falcon things. But yeah, that's... games left, Chargers-Broncos. I mean, Chargers should win that game. I know they're both two and four teams, but I don't see the Chargers yeah. losing that game. Cowboys, Eagles. Uh, Saints, Bears. I mean, that's Ducks two good that. teams, but... They're not two teams that I really trust, so I, I, it's more of a wait and see for me. I don't have a lot to say, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's really about it for next yeah. for next week. It'll be an interesting week. I think it'll be a lot of close games, but yeah. Minus the Jets and Chiefs, obviously, but <laughs> you get what you get with the yeah. Chiefs. Bucks giants should be a blowout, too. But yeah. other than that, I mean, Cowboys-Eagles, we don't really have anything to say. The Eagles should win. The Cowboys are terrible. Third why is this QB? game on Sunday night? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the Cowboys, that's why. But yeah, that's that's going to wrap it up for football. And this week, we're actually going to get into a little basketball. We are at the 50-minute mark. We can actually talk about basketball. Wow, look at us go. Look at us. Who would have thought? Do we want to start with... I guess we should start by congratulating the LA Lakers. Congratulating yeah. LeBron and AD and all those guys. And uh, I want to more so congratulate the NBA on... An incredibly successful bubble. Not mm-hmm. a single positive test for COVID. They had one inconclusive, I think. They made him isolate for two days and then came back negative. Yeah. But other than that, other than that and other than Rich Holmes leaving to get food, <laughs> they Move. had a very successful bubble. Yeah, that was, that was... Even after four months and everyone coming back, telling them that you have to be in playoff shape right away, but... The level of basketball, level intensity was very good. With no fans, too, the fact yeah. they were able to stay that intense and that, it, it was great. It was great basketball. It, it was. was. It was very entertaining. I think the team that won was the team I think we all, or not we all expect, but the majority of us expected to win. I thought the Clippers were, without a doubt, going to 
take it, but mm-hmm. they got in their they got in their own way. But they really got in their own way. Pandemic P. Pandemic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> and, if they could. If they could have that, Pepper Lou. if they could have that trade back from OKC, I they would take that back in a heartbeat. Yeah, but as a Thunder fan, I would not. I am very happy with what we got. No. Sam Presti loves first round picks, and he has boatload of them, so yeah. we're good there. Be interesting to see if Chris Paul gets dealt, which sounds More like the first round picks to the Lakers potentially. It sounds yeah. like, but we'll see. That'd be a good addition for some kind of Kuzma package, I imagine. I think Kuzma would be really good with the Thunder. I don't know why. I think he'd be nearly like a 20 point per game score if he's given like the green light to do whatever he wants i think i was thinking about that too just short notice for thunder fans thinking yeah schroeder gilgis alexander gallinari kuzma and adams as a starting lineup i really like that i think schroeder's a free agent potentially i think they'll try to keep him though i think so too almost won six man of the year this year he's great for that he's gonna be Every Thunder game I watched, he was on the court. He was the best player on the court. Yeah, he's, he's gonna make some. He's gonna make some good money for sure. But yeah, congrats yeah, to the Lakers. Shout out to the Lakers. I I I'm known as a bit of a LeBron hater around my friends. I, I'm not a LeBron hater. I just, yeah, I, I think that he's an incredible player, the best player of our generation at the very least, without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, but a doubt. Um, he got his fourth ring, and good for him. And anybody who thinks that this should have an asterisk or anything like that by no. it i'd say go fuck yourself honestly like this was arguably the hardest ring that anybody could have won so Is it? it was uh good for them good interesting for them. though because i watched the video the other day on youtube it was actually pretty interesting ranking like the hardest titles for a team to win based on like difficulty of the teams they were mm-hmm. playing and they had the lakers as the third easiest title win since the, like 1984 five or something like mm-hmm. that well i think if you look at the opponents the obviously. opponents other than the rockets but we know the rockets in the playoffs are never good yeah russell westbrook didn't look like himself and for all the hype of the play trailblazers they were still an under 500 team yeah. and then the nuggets were not the clippers the nuggets beat the clippers yes but the clippers are still a better team even if the nuggets mm-hmm. won that series mm-hmm. so I, I i don't think it's an easy and Obviously, Miami five seed. You could see they were gassed at the end of that series. They had nothing left yeah. after getting all the way there. So I'd say yes in terms of the difficulty of teams, but in terms of this being easy because of being in the bubble or something like that, like or it's an asterisk. I just I I think that the difficulty is higher being in the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's just it's mentally harder, if anything. Oh, for sure. Mentally, it's tough being away from your families mm-hmm. for that long and no fans and basically your entire life is basketball you go play you go back to your hotel room and hang out mm-hmm. nothing really nothing else really to do yeah but that was all they had to do that was crudo kudos to the lakers they'll be back next year they'll oh, be yeah. back all they have to do is resign ad now and they'll be good to go all right well yeah. i guess that's good for that and um, i guess we move on to I say we talk about the Warriors and then we talk about Giannis last. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Warriors are in an inter- interesting position coming into this off season because they were blessed with the second overall pick despite being a dynasty just a year ago. And people are forgetting about how good that team is, how good Steph is, how good Clay is. Yeah, Draymond's still there even if he's not quite what he used to be. Yeah, like, and they have this second pick that they can package most likely it sounds like what they're going to do is package it 
and get some kind of third superstar. I've heard Bradley Beal's name around, but I do, don't see that happening. I don't, I don't see that as a fit. Yeah, I don't see it either. I, I mean, I, I don't 100% know where they're going to go with this pick, but I, I, I think it's very simple. Is you either package it for a big man. They've never had a big man. If they can get a superstar big man do it. If you can go out and get an Embiid or something like that, he potentially is on the block now. We don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. They might try to split those guys up. If they can get yeah. something like that, I mean, it. I'd say short of getting a big man or getting a really, really good wing player, you just take that pick, you draft Wiseman, and you see if he works because they need a big man. That's always been where they've been lacking. Yeah. They're good everywhere else. They have Wiggins now. He's young and he's hungry and he yeah. wants to win. If you give him Stephen Clay, he's going to be able to produce at least on the offensive end, yeah. even if he's not the best defender. And you add in Eric Pascal, who developed really good as a he did great as a rookie. Year. I always I always liked his game back in uh, Villanova. He was yeah. always that, like that, almost like that, not three and D, just that spread four who can, mm-hmm. he can put the he can put the ball on the on the floor. He's strong enough in the post. He's a decent rebounder. He shoots the three decently well for his position. Like he's gonna develop. He could be a good six man for that team. Yeah, he definitely could. I uh, I don't know. I I think a lot of people have forgotten about the Warriors just due to what happened this last year, but. Mm-hmm. I could easily see them being back and being a top three team in yeah, the West. I agree. I mean, if they're fully healthy, if they're fully healthy, they get something out of the second pick. They go into this year looking strong, looking good. They, they could be that team again. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah. I mean, this, I'm not sure when the draft's going to be. I heard maybe a few weeks from now. It's, I think, November 18th is the draft. Oh, okay. And then... It sounds like they want, to, they want to start the season on the twenty second of December, yeah. which is a which is quick turnaround. They want to be done before they want to be done by the Olympics. Well, yeah, but it's so quick as you have to draft, and then right away you need to do free agency, and yeah. then you only have three weeks to do get training camp, camp and get everyone yeah. prepared. So, like, I don't think the quality well, also, basketball is going to be good at yeah. the beginning. But I also heard that they're planning on maybe doing a two week break. In the middle of the season, right? Because no All Star game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of the All Star game, they just do a two week break mid year. Uh, I think the proposal is a seventy game season or seventy two games. Seventy two games. And yeah, and then they're also saying that they want to do a play in tournament as you know for those bottom seeds like they did this year. They want to make mm-hmm. that a full time thing, which I really like because I really enjoyed that that Portland Memphis game was so competitive. Like yeah. when they knew they could make it and they had that one chance, like. Those two teams fought hard. It was a good game. Yeah, that was a good game. And I'd love to see more of that. I mean, they you can tell that they made they made that play in specifically for Zion. They wanted to get him in the playoffs and New Orleans. Oh yeah, easiest schedule. Easiest schedule in they the just bubble. Didn't show up in the bubble, which yeah. was I mean, got lost I Gentry's mean, job, so I mean Zion was on a but, uh, restriction. I think that it 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 still came out and it was incredible to watch. I mean, I really wanted to see Phoenix get in there, but even seeing Memphis and Portland was it was just incredible. It was really exciting and I think that to keep doing that is not a bad idea. Yeah. This could be a year we see a few more trades like in the in the NHL, especially before free agency. 
there were a lot of trades because that cap was flat. Mm-hmm. It didn't really didn't change at all, I don't think. And teams were yeah. trying to make trades to make some cap space. And especially not for this year, but three year after when you've got guys like Giannis, who we'll get to, Kawhi, I think Paul George is a potential free agent. LeBron's mm-hmm. contract is up, I think. Or he's got a player option. He has an option. But like with all these caliber players as free agents in 2021, and if the cap doesn't change, and I, there's going to be teams trying to trade away all these bad contracts like 15 20 million dollar contracts more than usual that's my prediction it may not happen but i could see being a lot more gms active on the market trying to just make Mm -hmm. some cap space and making a run for those top guys like Giannis and Kawhi. because i don't think Kawhi is going to stay in la truthfully if they don't win a title this year i don't i don't think he has intentions uh, to stay he he very much will do whatever he feels. He you can tell Kawhi he'll he'll just do whatever he's feeling in the moment, which is yeah. good and bad for certain reasons, but it, it'll be interesting next next year's free agency is definitely gonna be I think a lot yeah. more exciting than this year, but yeah. I think that we still see see some exciting stuff yeah. this year. I guess this is a good segue into Giannis. Yeah. Giannis Antenacumbo. This is this situation is very eerily similar to LeBron's situation. Like very yeah. sim, very very similar. Ten years later, like mm. I'm, I'm gonna make, <laughs> I'm gonna make a take that a lot of people will, will wouldn't like. Um, realistically, I, looking at it for me, realistically, if he wants to win, to me, he has four options. Or he has three options if he wants to win. I mean, he has four options if you count staying with the Bucks, which I don't think he should do. Right. Um, you can go to Miami. They are set up. They have so much cap space coming off this year. I think Jimmy Butler is not this year, but next year is the only player they have signed at this moment for the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is off the books. So they have the money. They have the young players on cheap contracts. He can go there easy. Um, he could go to the Raptors Apparently, he likes the idea of the Raptors because him and Ujiri are very close. Um, there's a cap coming off the books. Lowry's contract is coming off. He's If he signs, he'll be cheaper. Siakam's going to have to get paid. Van Vliet's going to have to get paid. They're going to have to find a way to move some yeah. stuff around. Siakam's already on the max mm-hmm. on the max contract. Yeah, I think Freddie, they want to get him for $20 million a year for four yeah. years. I don't know about Toronto, like, I it is tempting for Giannis just because the culture is good there, but like, what do you have to offer if you're the Raptors? Because I don't think they're going to be contending as much as we everyone likes to think they are. Because no, but I think if you look at that team, if you take Giannis and drop him on that team right now, they're better than the Bucks. Oh, for sure, by a wide margin. I think that Chris Middleton is very overrated, and I think that Eric Bledsoe is also very overrated, and they're his two and three. I mean, you have Brooke Lopez who can score, but he's the worst defensive big man maybe in the NBA. Right. And he doesn't rebound. He's a big man, and he doesn't rebound. He gets, what, two yeah. rebounds a game? Like, yeah, something that's, like that. That's his complementary pieces. Losing Brogdon was huge. He was great in Indiana this year. Yeah. They have nothing left, and I think that, you know, the combination of it being international, he's from Greece, He, him and Masai Ujiri are very close, it, it would be a good fit. I could be speaking a little bit yeah. as a Raptors fan, like, hey, hey, maybe come 
I'm pulling a bit of a Drake here. As Raptors fans, we wish Giannis would come, but like I don't, I don't see like that pizzazz like the Miami Heat mm-hmm. have, or I know who the other team is you're going to get into, which won't like yeah. people won't like. But yeah, I think. Um, it... I, his other option is Golden State. Yeah, and if I was Giannis, I would be going to Golden State. It's your best chance to win. Yeah, sure. People are going to say, hey, you're KD, you're just a coward, like, we already saw this, you know, and people are going to hate it, but if he really doesn't want to win, that's your best chance to win, is to go to that team. They'll make it work. We've seen it already. And Giannis, his one knock has always been, he can't shoot. So you have the best shooting backcourt of all time, and you don't need to shoot. Just get in the paint and score. Just play defense. That's all you need to do. Like, he wouldn't need to worry about all of these things that he's worrying about. He wouldn't have to carry a team. When KD went there, you could see he took the regular season off, basically, and then just came out in the playoffs and was the best player in the playoffs because he was on fresh legs. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what Giannis could do. They would win titles. I don't think it's a question of whether or not they do. I think it's how many. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a tough take because people don't want that to happen, but just in my opinion, looking at it objectively, if I was Giannis, I would go there if yeah. I wanted to win. Yeah, that's an NBA fan's worst nightmare, an NBA player's worst nightmare, unless you're a warrior. Mm-hmm. That's him going to Golden State just makes them a a super team. But the only question I have is if. Where are they going to get that money from? Because they already have Wiggins on a max contract. They have Curry on a super max. They have Clay on a max. They have Draymond on a contract. So they're going to have to get someone out of there. I think at the end of the day, it would be Draymond would be gone. And they would probably have to... They would probably have to work some kind of sign-and-trade where Draymond went to Milwaukee and then probably picks something else along that line. Um, to get him over there, obviously. It sounds like Milwaukee has said under no circumstances are they going to do a sign-and-trade, blah, 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 because they're being petty. But it would be stupid of them not to if they know Giannis is leaving. Why wouldn't you do a sign-and-trade and try to get pieces instead of just losing him? Yeah. It's very petty and very stupid, and it's why the Bucks never win, obviously. But, I mean, if they can make it work, they somehow made it work and they signed D'Lo to a max deal, and everyone was like, how do they, how do they have that money? But they had the money, so yeah, because Katie they left. have a great front office that knows how to make the money appear. Apparently, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't know. Like with LeBron's situation, we all generally thought he was going to stay mm-hmm. because there's no other NBA superstar that had never left yeah. his team, and. For him to go to Miami, that really opened up. That really changed the NBA forever. So now, stars they can they have control of what they what they do. Mm-hmm. They are out there demanding trades. Like Paul George, Kawhi asked him to go play in LA with him. He demanded a trade, and he got his wish. And mm-hmm. It's an NBA superstars league. If you're a superstar, you have a lot well, of saying. It's players' what, league now. What happens? And LeBron made it happen. KD. KD just KD also changed the yeah. league. Everyone wants to say in a bad way, but 
did he not justify going to Golden State? He won two, two titles, two titles, two Finals MVPs. Would have been three if he didn't tear his Achilles. Yeah, As yeah. a Raptors fan, I can say they would have beat the Raptors. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way they would have. They were up, whatever, ten points. Katie in that played game. what, ten minutes, and it looked like a completely different series. Yeah, they were Raptors were on the eight ball, and that series would have been totally different if Katie and Clay didn't get injured because Clay was just unfortunate with that hamstring injury in game two and mm-hmm. this game three and then his ACL tear in game six so really KD justified his move and Giannis can do whatever he wants he doesn't need to sign that super max and if the Bucks don't like it trade him yeah. you want something back from him trade him for me personally I wish he goes to Toronto I can't see him doing that because you look up there you think like yeah like if they resign Van Vliet whatever they have Siakam then you have kind of like two of the same players because Siakam and Giannis are kind of they kind of play similar Mm -hmm. they play very similar to each other except Giannis is a better playmaker obviously but Mm -hmm. Golden State would be an easy option for anybody because they've got the perfect fit for Giannis all the talent there what's up they're missing is a a big, big. a big man, <laughs> and my and in Miami, like they've got the culture, and unless they want to, tr- like anything worst case scenario for the Heat, I don't think you trade for him. I think you wait this season out because if you want to trade for Giannis, you're gonna have to give up like a Tyler Hero. You're gonna have, probably have to potentially give him an out of bio. I think that's uh, what seems to be the package that people think would be something built around Bam out of bio. Which is fair because Giannis and Adebayo also play very similar basketball. So, I I mean, Dragic is off the books this year. I mean, everybody coming next year short of Jimmy Butler is off the books for that team. They can do whatever they want to make it work. Yeah. But, I don't know. Giannis is... If they get on a... If Miami... Not Miami. If Milwaukee starts going on a little bit of a slump... All the media is going to start talking. They're all going to ask Giannis the question, what you thinking? Are you thinking about the offseason yeah. yet? And especially, they're not going to care what they do in the regular season unless they go on a losing streak. They're only going to care about when they get to the playoffs, what what do the Bucks do? Yeah. And if it's the same team they're as this year, thing. I don't think in a seven-game series they can beat a Boston Celtics team, which I think I would make them the favorites right now mm-hmm. in the East because Tatum is getting better. Brown is getting better. They're signed. Kemba is signed. If they want to take Kayward back for cheap contracts, I think his contract is up this year. They can do that. They've got Marcus Smart who's signed. All they're missing is a big man. I've heard rumors about Andre Drummond mm-hmm. going there. That's My buddy's a massive Celtics fan and he is begging begging Boston to sign a big man because mm-hmm. that's what they're missing is a big man. Well, I mean, they were trying to go all in on Anthony Davis last year and he didn't want to go to Boston, so they, they clearly know they need a big man and they're looking for one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were my pick this year to come out of the East and, I mean, they almost made it. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the year, I just looked at that team. I thought that they would be that team that comes out of the East. I know a lot of people didn't feel the same. They felt they were a little young, but... I think that every year they get older and better, and they're more veteran. And they got a good coach. They got a great coach. They're they're set up to do well. And there's, yeah, I don't think 
that they can that the Bucks are a better team than the Celtics. Whether they have a better record in the regular season or not, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think that it's it's going to be. I mean, we saw it with KD. We saw it with LeBron. Every interview was you thinking about a contract, blah blah blah, and they just they, you could see day by day they get more sick of it and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we'll see if Giannis can handle it because he's going to be getting a lot of it. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens this year. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more parity this year, I think, because there's you have the other Lakers coming back, the Clippers come back with Kawhi PG. They're obviously going to be a good good team. I'm not sure. I think Ty Lue is going to turn Ty that. Lue is there. He's going to turn that team around for yeah. sure. But Denver's going to be back. Dallas is going to make a big step as long as Porzingis, his knees hold up. They're yeah. going to be, they could be an interesting team, too, if they want to take a shot at Giannis. I feel like because Mark Cuban's always wanted to sign a superstar free agency. They mm-hmm. never really sign a big superstar free agency. They've always no. had those big European stars. and Well, now they got two of them. <laughs> chance to sign a third one, potentially. Yeah. I think that would be a very good fit for Giannis. But I don't know with Porzingis's contract along with Luca needing to get paid how they would make that work. But I heard a rumor that Dallas is willing to trade everyone except for Luca and Porzingis to upgrade. It would probably that at that point be those three and a bunch of Vetmen players, but they could still do some damage with those three and Vetmen players. So <laughs> they just need to improve that defense. Yeah. And then on the other other side, you obviously Boston's gonna be back, Milwaukee, to be honest, they'll be back. Miami Toronto, they'll find a, they'll find a way to yeah. be up there. I'm not sure if I'm missing anyone. Philadelphia, it'll be interesting to see their situation. Mm-hmm. I think I think Doc's gonna give those guys a little more freedom. Hopefully, help Ben Simmons because it looked like in Brett Brown's system he was yeah. a little lost and he was told one do one thing and that's pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And well, we know Doc's a player's coach, so we'll see how that works out in Philly. Yeah, and really, Brooklyn. I, Probably Brooklyn mm-hmm. with Kyrie KD, like they're gonna be, they're gonna be a interesting team because yeah, it's hard to see how much of KD will he be from before after a torn Achilles, but I think I think that they're, I mean they should be the favorite if we're looking at who KD and Kyrie are, but and what we're gonna have, have to see how the team fits together, and obviously, what, and what they have around them. Mm-hmm. I think. Having like Levert's like your number three, that's a yeah, that's a that's a decent number three, and then you've got Dinwiddie, you've got Jared Allen, who's mm-hmm. good. He's a good solid big man, solid five minutes. The classic Texas big man, long and lanky. Shout yeah. out Jackson Hayes and Obama. <laughs> Texas loves those. Big yeah, men. yeah, like that's next year's going to be very interesting. Free yeah. agency, I'm not. It's not really going to be interesting free agency because I don't think yeah. there's going to be. Any big moves this year? Just a lot of value signings mm-hmm. and just trying to get a, get into a better cap situation for next year. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think at some point we'll probably do some kind of draft and free agency special here. But uh, yeah, for this week, I think we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, for Been sure. Talking pretty long, not nearly as long as last week. We're no. about the one fifteen mark here. Not bad, not uh, bad. But yeah, we can definitely. As the draft approaches, dig more into the into the NBA stuff, which is yeah, gonna be exciting. <laughs> yeah. But, so uh, for this week, I guess we can uh, say goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for watching, and yeah. we'll see you guys next week. Appreciate it. Yeah.
Bye.